Have you ever wondered what it's like to get plastic surgery? Have you ever considered maybe getting lip injections or doing something because you don't like one of your features? Well, today, that's what the episode is going to be focused on. So let's go. If you've ever felt alone, misunderstood, or like your story doesn't matter, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Pretty Sure, the podcast where we explore the fun in life's ups and downs. Join me, your host, in a mix of guests from friends to thought leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and experts for some raw, unfiltered, and frankly, hilarious conversations. We'll chat about our struggles as millennials, the joys and pains of being single or in a relationship, life and biz lessons, and some inspiring takeaways too, because remember, no topic is ever off the table for us. Hi, I'm Sabrina, your new best friend, and every week you can expect kindness, support, and some tough love, because you'll be damn sure I'm going to be calling you out on your shit when you need it most. Pretty sure we're in for a wild ride, so saddle up and let's go. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Pretty Sure Podcast. This one is going to be a really interesting one because it is one that I never thought I would talk about, but when I posted it back in December, I got a lot of responses and people were very curious. And so I thought, you know, give the people what they want and you asked as well. So I figured I would talk about it and let you know about it. What am I talking about? Plastic surgery. Before that, I want to say that this week has been ooh, such an intense week. I have been really busy, you know, selling the whole program, podcasting program. It's super exciting. I'm very, very excited to have it finally out there. I've also been planning my podcast anniversary because guess what? We turn one in about a week and a half on the 7th of April. There is obviously going to be a very big surprise that I'm going to be revealing a little bit later on the episode. So if you stick around, you will be able to know what it is and participate in it as well. Trust me, it is epic. It is amazing. You'll be like, what the hell, Sabrina? How did you even come up with this? But I'm very excited to let you guys know. Other than that, I'm also, you know, planning to get a cake for pictures and all of the things. So I've been a tad busy and I also switched phones because I had been tired of my Samsung just giving me a hard time being super hard to do, you know, content. So I decided to sell it and switch to my, to an iPhone. Never thought the day would come. So yeah, whoever knows me from the beginning knows I used to be anti iPhone, but now I guess it's the best one for content creation because all of the apps are made for it. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I know. We'll see if I like it. So far, so good. I just had a horrible struggle passing all of the info and data transfer and all of that. So I have spent the past weekend literally doing that. And the funniest part is I had to end up just doing everything manually. So yeah, it is what it is. But back to today's episode. So it's a really interesting episode because again, I never thought I would talk about this and as a child and growing up, I always loved my nose. Like my nose is my favorite feature on my face. I love how it's, you know, like a little pointy, but not really. It's just cool. And I like it. And I never thought I would actually need surgery, but here goes the story. So 
I got plastic surgery done in December. Shocker. I know. I never thought I would go under the knife. But to my defense, and also it doesn't matter why people choose to get plastic surgery. It could be because they don't like themselves. It could be because they want to fix a little thing or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. But my reason was functionality. I literally could not breathe. So for the past year, okay, actually I'm going to take you back a little bit. So back in 20, I think it was 2015, maybe 2015, 2016, can't really remember. So I had this horrible, terrible throat infection and for a year, for almost a year, for like eight months, I kept getting sick every single month to the point that I would take antibiotics for a week and a half every month. So you can imagine how horrible that was for my body. And it never went away, it never went away, ended up going to, you know, a doctor, your nose throat doctor, and they had told me, my brain is like literally thinking in French and in in Spanish for the name, but it just could not come up with the word in English, but it came to me, tonsils. So they were like, your tonsils are super infected, it is terrible, like it is seriously really bad, we need to do something about it. And they kind of convinced me that I needed to get surgery because they were like, honestly, it's just going to keep getting worse. Antibiotics are not doing anything. You're creating a resistance. You're going to have to get them removed. At this point, I was living in Budapest. I was over there for the summer, running away from a failed attempt at love. So I was running away from that. And... I told my parents, I was like, yo guys, I have to get surgery. And they were like, there's no way in hell right now that you are getting a surgery done over there where you don't even speak the language. You don't know anyone other than your friend and her friends and her family. And we're not over there. So get your butt back here. We're going to find a doctor and you're going to get it done here. And I was like, okay, fine. I guess that's what I have to do. And so found a doctor here in Mexico, ended up going to see him. Best doctor ever. I totally love him. He was so sweet, so nice. And he had an allergy specialty. So, you know, I had suffered from allergies for like the longest time. And so him being a specialist in that, I was like, okay, I feel really good about this. And I think it is going to be a great decision. So anyway, ended up getting my tonsils removed. I did a laser removal, which was like a really interesting thing. So Apparently, instead of cutting with a knife, they cut with like an intense laser. Like, I honestly don't know how to explain it, but in my mind, it sounded better. Obviously, they still cut, right? But like, in my mind, it sounded better than someone grabbing a knife and literally like cutting off my tonsils. Obviously, I know that's not exactly how it happens. Like, there's more to it because obviously medicine is so advanced. I was terrified of someone grabbing a knife and cutting my tonsils out. And so I thought, let's leave it to a laser. That must be better because they cauterize the wound immediately and you bleed less and yada, yada, yada. So I ended up getting that. And when he did, you know, all of the x-rays right before the surgery, he was like, you know what? have a problem with your nose and I was like oh what problem do I have now and he told me you know sooner or later sooner or later you're gonna have to get in like a rhinoplasty because you are starting to not breathe correctly you know like 
one side of your nose, like one side of your nostrils is going to be completely blocked because there's like some weird like bone structure deformity. I can't tell you if it's because that's the way you were born or you fell down or something happened to you. But basically you have to start thinking about eventually, you know, getting, getting a, a rhinoplasty. And I kind of knew this. I had it at the back of my mind because I was the worst breather. Like I could not breathe properly through my nostrils. I would always be breathing through my mouth. Sorry, not sorry, but I would, you know, salivate and like during the night and put it on my pillow. This is gross. I'm so sorry, but like I'm giving you the no bars held, um, opinion about like the whole surgery thing. So anyway, I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do it eventually. And I had it in the back of my mind. And by now, obviously it's been like seven years. Right. But at that point I was like, yeah, maybe in a year or two, you know, like I have a lot of stuff going on right now. Still have to go back to school and finish classes. Um, I have to graduate, you know, I might have to do a master's. I have to do all of these things. And it would mean that I would need to be here, like with my parents in Mexico for two to three months. At least, you know, like one month where they do it and all of the things and then recovery and then last post-op meetings and then going back. So I was like, eh, I have no time for it. It's fine. And as the years went by, it started getting worse, but I couldn't notice anymore because... I was so used to it, right? So randomly, my nose would bleed just like on a summer day, which never would have happened to me before. Randomly, my nose would be bleeding. Randomly, I would be super dizzy and I would just feel like I was fainting. Mind you, I eat a shit ton. So like I actually do eat a lot of food. So if people come at me, like if you come at me or my parents or whoever, and they're like, oh, but you don't eat enough. Like nobody would ever tell me that. People actually get astonished at the amount of food that I eat. I have, I think, fast metabolism and, like, really, really big stomach. But anyway, that is not the point. We can discuss my eating habits at some other point. I'm a big foodie, so you can rest assured that I have a lot of thoughts and opinions around food. Even though I'm vegan now for a year, you know, I had all of these vegan, ex- vegan foodie experiences for the past years where I was not vegan. So anyway, back to my main point. You know, I would faint, um, weird things would happen to me. Like I would get super exhausted when I would be, you know, doing exercise. I would not be able to breathe properly. Like I would be choking because instead of, you know, breathing through your nose, like I'd be breathing through my mouth, like, you know, stuff like that. So anyway, it got so bad, seriously, so, so bad. Um, back last year when we started using masks for coronavirus, Uh, And it's not that I don't like masks. Like, obviously, no one likes masks. I'm not saying that you have to like them. But we're using a pandemic, you know, protecting others, protecting yourself, whatnot. But it seriously aggravated my breathing. Like, doesn't matter what material I would use. Doesn't matter if it was linen. Doesn't matter if it was jersey. Doesn't matter if it was silk. If it was cotton. If it was whatever it was. I could not breathe properly. Like I would have a mask on for like five, 10 minutes, maybe an hour. And then I would just start to be like, you know, like super agitated. I couldn't breathe correctly. I would again, faint, but like more often I would feel like fainting and I would just, just, I would not be able to handle masks. So I would avoid going out with people for long term, 
like long time during the day so I wouldn't need to wear the mask because it was so bad and I remember back in September when it was my birthday and I went to Biarritz with friends obviously COVID safe like we had been hanging out with each other for weeks so if someone had it we all had it at that point we weren't seeing anyone else but when we went to Biarritz you know the train ride was completely awful for me because I just felt like I was asphyxiating the whole time because, you know, I even bought these little plastic thingies that allow you to breathe better. But obviously, if your like nose doesn't get any air through, then it's like a moot point. So it was horrible. I kept feeling dizzy throughout the day, you know, car rides or whatever it was was horrible for me because I was like, Jesus, this is so bad. I can't breathe. So at that point, I knew that sooner rather than later, I would have to figure out a solution because it was not possible that this kept happening to me. And my nose was really dry. So anyway, back in October, when I decided to come visit my parents for my dad's birthday and stay for Christmas, and then now I'm stuck here and all of the things... I talked to my cousin because my cousin actually got a nose job, I think two months before I did. Hers was half aesthetic and half functional. So she actually didn't like that she had a little hump on her nose, but more than that, she also couldn't breathe properly. And so they fixed it and she was super happy and she just kept raving about the doctor. She was just raving and raving and she was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. I didn't even have bruises on my face. Like it looked so good. I love it. I love him. It's amazing. So I get back here and I go visit them and I'm like, how are you feeling? And she's like, oh, it was horrible for a while, but now I'm feeling great. And so she was saying that for her, the pandemic had also made her breathing worse. That's why she decided to do it now because she also couldn't breathe through her mask. And that's when it kind of clicked for me. And I was like, wait, is that the reason why I'm not breathing properly? So I asked her and I was like, what do you mean? What did the doctor say? And she was like, yeah, I had this like thing. It was a deviated septum, so I couldn't breathe correctly. That's why I was like choking. And that's why um, it was horrible for me to wear masks, et cetera, et cetera. And so I said, you know, why don't you give me your doctor's contact and I'll go see what they think and, you know, what their tips are or if I do need it, if I can wait or if there's something that I can do to improve because this breathing situation is just like out of control and it's not nice for me anymore. So I did. I ended up going to the doctor and I still remember it was the last week of November, literally. I think it was like the 30 or the 31st. I was at this point considering going back to Paris in January. So these are just like, you know, date timelines for you. So you can know what I'm talking about when I continue with my story. So I went to see him 30 or 31st of November and basically he was like, yeah, you have deviated septum. Um, you literally have no air passing through your nose. Like on the one side, it's completely blocked. Like you have less than 0.0001 millimeter of air going through. So you're essentially just breathing through one side of your nose and through your mouth. So it's no wonder. Like I honestly don't know how you've been living so so far these past years or months or whatever it is. And I was like, okay, great. So what do you recommend? He was like, yeah, you're going to need a rhinoplasty. For you, it's not aesthetic because I know you like your nose, but it is going to be more functional because you can't breathe. And I was like, great. So like how long is, you know, recuperation time? How long is, you know, healing? How long do I have to stay here? Because I don't live here. Um, You know, tell me all the things. He basically said it was around a month total to heal enough so that you could actually travel. Like you could push it really 
far and say 15 to 20 days is the minimum that I would have needed to stay, you know, put in my house and not moving, not doing anything. And then I could have traveled. But he still has to see you post-op, I think, for about like two to three months. And so he said, essentially, if you get surgery before January, you will be able to leave at the end of January back home to Paris. And I was like, great, so when are the dates? Or like, when can we plan it? And by this point, obviously, we were talking about, you know, Christmas vacation getting in the middle of it. And, you know, doctors don't usually work a week before Christmas. And so he looks at me and he's like, we would literally have to, you know, do surgery on you next week. And I was like, holy shit, what do you mean next week? Like, I I have a week to prepare myself mentally. And he's like, well, I don't even know if I have space. Like right now we're looking at maybe the 10th or the 11th, but then that would mean, you know, you can't travel for Christmas. And my parents are really fond, as I've mentioned before, of going to the beach for Christmas because my dad works a lot, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously all COVID safe. And I was like, okay, well, just let me know and then we'll see. And so his assistant calls me two days later and the assistant's like, so I have good news and bad news. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm scared. And she's like, well, the good news is you are actually going to be able to go, you know, to the beach for Christmas. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, the bad news for you, if you want to see it that way, is that there's an opening for the 7th of December. It was the first of December at this point. So she's like, there's an opening the 7th of December if you want it. And then that would be enough time for you to heal and go for Christmas. And I was like, I have six days to mentally prepare myself to go through surgery, do all of the tests that they need me to do. And then mentally also prepare myself for seeing a different person once I wake up after surgery because spoiler alert your nose really does change your face so right now I am used to my nose but back when it first happened holy mother I was just like who is this person staring at me back from the reflection so essentially I agreed got the surgery done and okay full disclosure nose jobs are not a day in the park so obviously you can do things afterward you know it's not like you are super uh pressed with time it's not like you're super you know what was i gonna say i forgot what i was gonna say exactly the phrase that i wanted to say yeah so it's like outpatient thing right like they do surgery on you you can stay the night or you can go back home and then they just have to check up on you so it's not a very complicated thing quote unquote But seriously, the pain. Oh my God. Okay. The first day I could not stand it. And when I say I could not stand it, that is something incredible because I have a really high pain tolerance. Like I will never complain because nothing ever hurts me. When I do complain is that shit hit the fan and it's really, really bad. And so the pain that I felt was horrible, horrible, horrible. I actually had taken like the super strong painkillers, the super not strong painkillers. I was taking everything and I still was in so much pain the next day because obviously I was coming out of the anesthesia and like all of those remnants. It was horrible. It was terrible. I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was drowning in my own spit and like in my own, you know, the little thingies that they put up your nose and like the little spacer. It was just the most horrible experience I've ever had. I could not eat, could not breathe, could not sleep. 
I think I cried most of the day because I was in so much pain. And, you know, it was it was kind of hard for my mom to see because she was like, I wish I could help you. I just don't know how to help you. Like, I seriously do not know. You can't drink. You can't eat. You can't sleep. Like, what can I do for you? So it was a horrible night. But then afterwards, it was actually not as bad because I could manage the pain. And then I started to be able to breathe better. And I think after a week, I started feeling good. So during that first week, it was not nice because I didn't have energy for anything. I was tired. I was watching Netflix all day. I had this like little cast on my nose, if you want to call it, that was also itchy, but it protected me from like hurting myself. And I had like all these band-aids. It was kind of like a movie cartoon thing. Like you'll, you'll see it on the... A cover picture for this episode on Instagram. But yeah, it was it was an interesting amount of pain that I had never experienced before. And it took me back to the time where I got my tonsils removed and it was painful, but at least I could breathe. But this time I couldn't. And you know, when you breathe through your mouth, you just get more saliva. And so that kind of like started affecting me and I was choking. It was horrible. A week passes by, start feeling much better. Two weeks pass by, I start feeling much better. And then the band-aids start coming off. And then that was a whole discovery in itself because it didn't feel like me when I was first looking back because I was used to this nose, this aesthetic that I had had for my whole life. This like pointy nose, but also it was kind of like square it was, it was like a special nose. I like to call it the Shulkovsky nose. And I was really proud of it because we were only, I think, about four people that I knew or that I've ever seen with the nose. And everybody would always compliment me, you know. Growing up, people would always ask, like, oh, did you get a nose job? And I'd be like, no, why would I do that? I love my nose. So people thought I had gotten a nose job. And then now when I was looking back at myself through the mirror, I just could not recognize it. Like, it is... <sighs> How can I explain this? It's like if you're... Okay, so the best way I can explain this, and this is what I've heard from my mom because I haven't experienced it yet. So for her, when she thinks about aging, it's like you have this idea in your brain or in your mind about how you look. And so as the days go by, the months go by, the years go by, you suddenly look at yourself in the mirror and what your mental image of what you look like doesn't resemble who you actually are like who's actually looking back at you from the mirror because you have wrinkles or whatever it is or you've aged or you know white hairs whatever it is then it kind of creates a disconnect where you're like wow okay I didn't like you know you have to update that memory that's kind of what happened to me, not of old age or anything, or not because like I'm getting older or anything because I don't feel like I've changed that much, but because this new nose was, was staring back at me. Obviously, it looked great. Like, I love the result of my nose. I specifically love the fact that I can now breathe. Like, you have no idea how happy that makes me. Like, I don't get dizzy anymore. You know, I can breathe perfectly. It's still healing. So the doctor said, uh, fair warning for whoever's thinking about doing a nose job. It could be upwards of six to eight months to a year that you actually heal and you see the full results. So what I see now is that it is still de-swelling, you know, it is still healing from the inside. It is still pretty dry. Um, my nostrils are still like inflamed, um, all of those things, but I can breathe, which you have no idea how good it feels to say that I can breathe because I don't choke or drown anymore with masks unless it's like super hot outside and I'm wearing super strong material or whatever it is. But I can breathe. I don't, you know, 
salivate on my pillow anymore so it's not awkward if I were to have a boyfriend or sleep with someone if I would put saliva on their pillowcases TMI I know but like I'm being real with you and I don't know it just feels like so nice and I know that I'm now you know good I don't have breathing problems everything is fixed I did full disclaimer get my nostrils little bit smaller so I made them a little bit smaller because I did realize that when I smiled I like it opened up it flared up it was just weird I didn't like it full disclosure I did get that done and the other thing that I did get done this has to do with my second question of like, have you ever thought of getting lip fillers or whatever it is because you're not happy with the way you look? So for the longest time, ever since that super toxic relationship I had where they traumatized me in terms of like my looks and how I, what I thought about myself, they traumatized me to the point where I thought I had an ugly smile and I would always be self-conscious smiling. Like it's gotten better over the years, but I did get lip fillers. I think I had those lip fillers three times or four times in my life because the problem with my smile, well, actually not a problem. The deal, like the info with my smile is that I have a gingival smile. What that means is I show too much teeth and, you know, gums. Sorry, I forgot the name. I was going to say gingers, but that makes no sense. So I show a lot of gums and teeth because my lip and my nose for some reason are were connected in a weird way that my lip would just pop up. And so that always bothered me. And what the lip fillers would do would be that it would inject you know, hyaluronic acid to my lips so that it would drop down and it would avoid that situation. And let me tell you, lip fillers are an interesting situation because they hurt like a MF. It does not feel pretty. Uh, I never got anesthesia or anything, just like anesthesia cream. So you don't necessarily feel when you're being injected, but you feel when the liquid is going inside your like lips or gums or whatever. So that's awkward, first of all. And second of all, it hurts for about a week later. So like during that week where it starts healing and like absorbing your body and all those things, it does hurt. And you have to like massage your lips so that the product moves around and it doesn't just stay like a little ball, which happened to me at some point. But that was like a great fix. I was really happy with it. Obviously, it doesn't last long. Like, it lasts six months to 12 months, depending on the care you have and your body, how it absorbs it, if it's fast or slow or whatever it is. So, I knew that I wasn't going to do this forever. And I took the opportunity since they were doing my nose job and like the rhinoplasty thing. My, you know, plastic surgeon, he said, Well, we can fix that smile if you want. We'll just have to cut the frenulum. Basically, the frenulum is a little hanging thingy from where your lip is hanging. And I was like, sure, let's do it. My cousin did it as well. That is the reason why I felt like I was choking when I, you know, post-op. And I couldn't swallow. I couldn't breathe. It was hard. It was horrible. I couldn't eat. But seriously, it has helped me so much because now when I smile, I'm so confident that I don't even care if I do show gums or teeth because I know it's not the crazy amount that I had before. So it has done wonders for my confidence. Nose-wise, I am a little bit sad because it did change the aesthetic, so it's not as square as it was before. It's a little bit still pointy, which is nice, but... Yeah, it's like not the same nose I had, so I'm a bit sad about it, but it is what it is. I couldn't breathe. I had to get it done. It was a decision that I had to make, and I do not regret it. 
But I do regret is being so stressed beforehand because I am terrified of surgeries. Like I am seriously scared about it. I had to meditate, listen to like pre-surgery affirmations and I basically they had to sedate me because otherwise the anesthesia wouldn't go through so they actually had to sedate me which was a fun process this time because I'm very controlling with myself like not with other people but with myself right my emotions I'm like very cool calm collected don't like to cry if I'm about to cry and there's people around I will make myself not cry and so when I got sedated, you know, right when I was sitting on the operation table, when they were like giving me the gas to fall asleep, I just felt how my body started losing control and it started giving me so much anxiety. I'm thankful that that lasted for only a couple of seconds because if it would have been for longer, I would have freaked the fuck out because it is the worst sensation I've ever had in my life. So I've had two surgeries by now. The first surgery that was my tonsils, I actually had sedatives injected to me. So that means that I didn't feel anything. It just started like falling asleep slowly. So I didn't actually, you know, have to do anything or react to anything. And then this time, I don't know why they didn't inject it, but they gave me a gas. First of all, the gas smells freaking horrible. It's the worst thing I've ever smelled. And second of all, it is much slower because your body obviously starts feeling all of the effects. And I kid you not, I was I was just getting so anxious that the doctor had to kind of like put the gas mask a little bit further on my nose because I started trying to move. I was, you know, so stressed that I stopped feeling control. Like it's like if you stop feeling control of your limbs, like suddenly you're just sitting there and then you feel slowly by like little by little that you can't move your fingers anymore, even if you're like making yourself move it. It's horrible. I don't want to, you know, stress you out of this or say, oh my God, I never want to have surgery. But that was my experience. But again, it lasted like a couple of seconds, milliseconds, and then I was fast asleep. And then I just remember waking up and like everything was done. So great, great idea. If you ever have to get surgery done, get them to sedate you. You don't feel anything. And then you just fall asleep and wake up and everything is great. So tip for you. But all in all, it wasn't that bad of a situation. It was a good surgery. Doctor was great. It was quick. It was nice. It was fun afterwards, you know, seeing my face and being able to breathe. But that was basically my experience getting a nose job. And I want to end this before I actually go into the surprise. Like I promised you at the beginning of the episode, I want to end this by saying that if you want to have plastic surgery done, or if you feel like you need to get plastic surgery done, or if you actually need it, who cares what other people think? You do you own it and say it, you know, proudly and be like, yeah, I got a nose job. Yeah, I got my boobs done. Yeah, I got lipo. Yeah, I got whatever it is. You don't have to give anyone any explanations. And also, who cares what people think? Because, you know, the only person that has to love yourself is you. So if getting plastic surgery done will help you love yourself, by all means, go ahead and do it. But don't think 
that that is the solution. So you still have to do the inner work. You still have to, you know, learn to love yourself because no amount of plastic surgery will make you fully love yourself unless you've done the actual work. So FYI, just putting it that out there and I hope you've enjoyed the recount of my fabulous plastic surgery that I got done, my nose job. And if you have any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram at that girl Sabrina or at pretty sure podcast again at that girl Sabrina and at pretty sure podcast. If you have any questions, if you live in Mexico and you want to know the name of my doctor, send me a message. I will gladly send you over to them because they're amazing. And yes. So now on to the surprise that I was mentioning. So drum roll, please. I am excited to announce that for my one year anniversary of the podcast and because this show and you have changed my life so much, I have decided to partner up with a group of coaches and service providers to create the podcast starter pack giveaway. And I am beyond freaking ecstatic to be able to tell you what that is all going to include because when I was thinking about how I could celebrate and how I could show you love for everything that you've done for me as listeners, as, you know, my community, as supporters of everything that I'm doing as guests, I thought I don't want to do a traditional giveaway because that just feels like, you know, trying to give you a product, which could be great, could be aligned with the brand, but that's not what I want to do. And so I decided to do a podcast giveaway. What does that consist of? Well, I thought, what would be the most amazing thing that one person could win? How about everything you could ever possibly need to start a podcast? And I joined up forces with some friends, with some lovely, amazing women, and I have brought to life the podcast starter pack giveaway, which will include, but is not limited to one scholarship for my ready set podcast one-on-one program that will teach you everything you need to know to launch a podcast also included a session intensive session to learn how to use pinterest to you know better your podcast grow your audience and all of those things an instagram session where a service provider who is so amazing an instagram expert will help you you know, figure out your profile, figure out things that you need to do to promote yourself and all of those things. We have a hypnotherapy session as well, which will help you let go of all those limiting beliefs and be your best self. We also have a public speaking intensive that will teach you how to be the best podcast host, all the tips, tricks. Oh my God. We also have a branding package that will help you create, you know, visuals for your Instagram. It'll help you create your cover art. We also have a extra surprise um, that will be announced to the winner, uh, the day of, and so much more. I think it's about seven or eight people that are participating. Oh, also a PR session, which public relations session. This prize is literally the only thing you will ever need to start a podcast A to Z, including absolutely everything, marketing training, Instagram training, PR, public speaking, everything. And one of you lucky listeners is going to get to win it. So by now you're going to know because you're listening to this, that the giveaway is open and it'll be open for exactly one week. 
31st of March is the day that the giveaway starts. As you're hearing this, go check out my Instagram at that girl Sabrina. And also it'll be reposted. I'm pretty sure, but the main one will be on at that girl Sabrina. So go check that out and check the bases. It's your usual, you know, follow all of us that are participating and tag a person. And the winner will be announced on the 7th of April, which is the podcast anniversary. I will be saying it in the special uh, episode that's going to come out, but also on Instagram, I will be messaging them. I will be letting everyone know, and I'm so, so excited. So participate, tag all the people that you want, invite anyone who you think would be a good fit for, to win this, you know, tag your friend, your brother, your sister, your mother. This is not only for women. This is for men, women, non binary, anyone who would ever want to participate. So go do it and best of luck to everyone. And with that, I bid you farewell and I will see you next week for the one year anniversary special. Have a lovely day and I'll speak to you soon. Peace out everybody. And remember to follow us on Instagram at that girl Sabrina for all of the bases on how to win this giveaway. And also at pretty sure podcast to hear about news updates and everything. I just feel like I have to mention this before I go. This is not sponsored by Instagram, by podcast, by Apple, by absolutely anyone or the brands that are participating. This is just me and a couple of friends joining together to create an epic giveaway for you. With that being said, peace out everybody and I will see you next week. Yeah.